At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome was a rough conference last season in terms of trying to be able to get winners from there because, well, you were expecting teams to be significantly better. And I'm going to talk to him about the wide-open landscape of the Atlantic 10. Could it be a one-bid league once again? Could we see a team like a Duquesne, like a Fordham, be able to really shock people, be able to make it top two, top three finish? Uh, We're going to be diving in there. We're also going to be talking about some of the big transfer moves that we've seen in the last few days with Arthur Kaluma going to Kansas State, Grant Nelson ending on over to Alabama. And who's all left in terms of the portal that we could be taking a look at that could make a little bit of an impact? And now that a lot of the big transfer portal moves have been made, who are some of the losers of the offseason thus far? We always like to talk about the winners, but there are some teams... I'm sorry to do this, but I'm looking at you, Kentucky, that have just not made a lot of moves in general that you were expecting them to really rise up, be able to just get someone in the transfer portal. So there are teams other than Kentucky that are losers. We're going to be touching upon a lot of those because I feel like we've given a lot of Kentucky slander on this podcast. And if you're a Kentucky fan, I do apologize. It's not to be mean to you. It's just been a rough offseason for Kentucky, to say the least. But there are other teams that... It's a case where misery has company, and we're going to be talking about that with Tristan in segment number two. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, go to Soups. You're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Citra, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you are able to fire in whatever you like to hear on this podcast. Buy that five-star review. Really did not get in any Twitter questions today. And we did not really see anything in terms of news and notes of college basketball over the last 24 hours. Now, something that you do want to be watching for, and this is something that is going to be added with the news and notes as well. Some of these guys that towards the summer months, they might reclassify from the class of 2024 to the class of 2023. We see quite a bit of that happen in July, August. Guys are looking to start up their clock a little bit earlier, so that's something that I've got my eye on, but 
right now it feels like we are getting a lot more clarity with regards to how these rosters are going to be looking. There are still a few moving parts. And something else I'm going to be talking to Tristan about, is there a few guys that we do want to be taking note of that are still out there? So we've got a nice wide-ranging chat with Tristan. A little bit of a shorter podcast today just because we didn't see a lot in college basketball on Wednesday. But have no fear, conference previews. We're really going to be getting gas up with those. My hope is to have three more done within the next eight days. Going to be taking a look at the Atlantic 10. Going to be taking a look at the America East. And the Big South is on tap within the next, I would say, week, week and a half as well. So there's a lot of excitement coming there. And there's always great guests on this podcast, like Tristan, who joins me next. So here I'm discussing myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of Visa Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. It is great to be joined by this man as Tristan Freeman does absolutely tremendous work over at Boston Brackets taking a look at this game that we all know and love. He is out there in the great state of Pennsylvania holding it down there. He does a good job taking a look at the likes of Pittsburgh, Duquesne, all those local teams and does a great job on the national landscape as well and you're able to follow him on Twitter at Hoopsa351. And Tristan, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. 
Yeah, thank you for having me, Greg. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, Tristan. And Tristan, we have seen quite a few of the big names come off the board in recent days that were left over from the NBA draft decisions. Grant Nelson, Arthur Kaluma going over to Alabama and Kansas State, respectively. Certainly are big ones, but in terms of what we're taking a look at right now, do you think that there are other players of impact to take a look at that could be a nice little addition if they do align with a different location in late June, early July? I think the top two names available, assuming that Grant Nelson does officially sign with Alabama, is Paul Mulcahy, the point guard from Rutgers, and Jordan Brown is the star four from Louise, from Louisiana, former five-star prospect. All eyes are going to be on what they are, but I think a couple other names that are sort of flying under the radar is Alexis Yetna, who's going to be entering his seventh college basketball season, considering that he had to miss three of them due to uh, injuries and eligibility issues. He's someone, when healthy, is a double-digit scorer, can give you eight, nine rebounds a game. And reportedly, he's looking at West Virginia and Ole Miss. And that would be a nice death piece for one of them as well. So there's still a few uh, pieces, and there's like several backup centers that's also available, such as Malcolm Dandridge and Wilden's Levesque. So there's still some good death pieces you can find out there, value, maybe not necessarily all league talent that's left in the portal in middle of June. But if you're a team that's still got one or two holes left to fill, you can still probably find somebody that can slide into your rotation. Or if you're Kentucky, you can find anyone at all in the transfer portal, as that has been very interesting to look at. And I do think that they are the most infamous case of a loser of the transfer portal as of right now. But in terms of teams not named Kentucky, because I think that they're the big glaring one, are there other teams that you take a look at? And obviously the offseason is not quite done yet, but you just take a look at them and you were thinking, man, they could really use a piece or two. And they just have done much less than you were expecting them to here in the offseason. Yeah, I think Memphis is a team to watch. They, they've they added a lot of pieces, but I'm not sure how many of them are otherworldly. Like David Jones, assuming that he's even eligible, you know, he's a capable scorer, but inefficient one at that. And Caleb Mills was not very good at Florida State last year. And those two, on paper, are going to be the best players on the team assuming DeAndre Williams doesn't get the, the waiver to come back next year. So it feels like Memphis, considering their NIL potential, probably could have done a little better. I think another team to look at would be Oklahoma State. They lost a lot of players, and I'm not sure if they got much better. You know, Isaiah Miranda is a huge flyer coming from NC State, a former top 50 guy. Mike Marsh, big man from Jacksonville, is definitely a downgrade from Caleb Boone and Musa Cisse. So it's hard to see Oklahoma State being any better than they were a year ago. And when you have four new programs coming in, it just makes things that much harder for them to get back into the NCAA tournament picture. It certainly will be difficult for those teams and for Memphis. I mean, when you're considering bringing back a guy like a DeAndre Williams who can rent the team car, that always does make things very interesting as well as Tristan Freeman, who does great work over at Boston Brackets, is joining me on Cusco Soups. And Tristan, in recent days, we were alluding to it. Should be official sooner rather than later with Grant Nelson going to Alabama. But I take a look at that move, and I feel like that's really one of the best moves that we've seen this offseason, just because I felt like the fit was so perfect with it. Alabama, a bunch that they're looking to play at one of the fastest paces in all of college basketball. It really doesn't 
make itself conducive to having like that six foot 11, 250 pound big man that really can't run the floor. Grant Nelson has all sorts of versatility. What do you think of that move? Because with Alabama, I don't think that they're staring at being like a one seed once again, much like they were last season, but bringing in a guy like a Grant Nelson, in my opinion, elevates Alabama from being a solid team that's able to crack the top 25 to being back in that top 15 or so picture. Yeah, they're going to be a team that I think has a wide variation between their their floor and ceiling because Grant Nelson was incredibly skilled at the Summit League level, but I do wonder how he'll do against much better athletes in the SEC. Alabama without Brandon Miller just had no front court production, and losing Charles Pediaco is going to hurt them on a defensive end. So I'm curious what area Grant Nelson sort of helps Alabama the most, our offense or defense, because if he struggles on either end, that's going to affect them because when you have Aaron Estrada who who struggled when he was at a power conference program Oregon before, there's going to be pressure on him to succeed as well. So Alabama's going to be a team that's going to rely heavily on these transfer newcomers, and there's definitely some pros and cons to to all of their all the guys they brought in. There certainly is going to be because you mentioned it with Aaron Estrada. He tried to go up to the power conference level a few years ago over at Oregon and. At Oregon, he just could not get out there on the floor. He resurfaces with Hofstra and with the pride. I mean, he was absolutely tremendous, but you've got to have your question marks there. Latrell Wright, so very good in the Big West. How that translates to the SEC, once again, a big, giant question mark. And I do think that all in all, the SEC, though, has done a good job this offseason because the hallmark of the SEC last year was that the defense was tremendous, but really nobody had any jump shooting and. We have noticed a team like it, Alabama bringing in a little bit of jump shooting. Auburn brings in someone like Denver Jones. I think all in all, the SEC and the teams in the conference have stared themselves in the mirror, looked at just what went wrong for them, and have, have done a good job across the board addressing those issues. I think overall, whether you look at St. John's or, or other programs with first-year head coaches, a lot of them is going to have you know, pressure to succeed early because now there's not really much of a rebuilding process. The transfer portal and all the talent is available. You're going to have to get there going, especially now when you consider that NIL is getting a lot of these guys paid. So the last thing these boosters want to deal with is overpaid rosters that don't bring in results. So I think the timetable for how long coaches have to get things going has definitely increased. And I think, you know, some coaches, including some which would be considered old school, or doing better than others right now, and, and gonna, you're going to see the results once the season starts. We do have Tristan Freeman, who does great work over at Boston Brackets, joining me on Coast Coast Soups. And Tristan, I did mention it a little bit before. You do an amazing job. Take a look at the national landscape. But you're a man that you do a great job of being able to take a look at all the schools that are out there in Pittsburgh. Obviously, that means the Pittsburgh Panthers. But on top of that, that means Robert Morris. That means the Duquesne Dukes and something that was very telling for me last season. And I'm going to be doing a conference preview for the Atlantic 10 within the next few days. That'll be up within the next seven days for those that enjoy this podcast is just how much the Atlantic 10 struggled last year. But one of those nice surprises was a team that you do cover in Duquesne. And I thought that it was very interesting their offseason, bringing in the Drame brothers, Dusan Marosic. He was someone that was at NC State and while healthy was able to get some starts that Andre Sarasov has come in as well. How viable do you think Duquesne is going to be to be able to take another step forward in the Atlantic 10? Because I've been taking a look at this conference this offseason, and I really don't see a path forward for the Atlantic 10 
to be demonstratively better than they were last year. Now, I don't think they've taken a sec back. I don't think that this is going to be a case where they're going to be as bad as they were last year, but I could see another relatively lean year for the Atlantic 10, and I do think that this could be a good year for a team like a Duquesne that has not necessarily been a formidable team in the conference for the longest of times. A team like a Fordham that had a nice year last year to perhaps be able to rise up and perhaps be able to buy for a conference title. There's a lot of questions with almost every team in the A-10. You had a few teams that took steps forward on paper, like Lloyd, Chicago, and Dayton by bringing back uh, Deron Holmes. But then you have others like George Mason, who, thanks to a coaching change, lost almost their whole roster. Richmond loses their only double-digit scorer, Tyler Burton, to the portal. So those teams are going to take steps back. I, I think you're right. There hasn't really been a net change Overall, but it's going to create some interesting battles at the top because Dayton's going to be in the mix. We'll see what VCU does with Ryan Odom and his completely new roster that has a mix of athletes and shooters, including from guys back in Utah State. Uh, Duquesne arguably has the most depth in the conference, but we'll see what uh, sophomore point guard Kareem Rozier does because unless they add another guard from the portal, he's going to be the projected starter next year, but they bring back everyone else on a team that won 20 games. And look out for Fordham. They did lose their two-star guys, Khalil Moore and Darius Quisenberry, but they bring back a ton of depth, and they have some good transfers as well. And clearly they have the coach for the job as well, so don't be surprised if Fordham and Duquesne are competing for another couple of double-buy spots for the tournament. And if VCU and Dayton aren't, aren't the two teams to beat, Maybe we could have a completely different finals in the A-10 tournament for what could be the one and only bid next March. Yeah, and I do think that that is rough for them as well. As I think that Dayton has done a relatively solid job, and Dayton is bringing in a guy, Nate Santos, that you know quite well. He was over at Pittsburgh this last season, a little bit of a six foot seven combo player. So I think that that is going to be helpful for them. And when it comes to the Atlantic 10, how much do you think that they have just paid for these teams not being able to elevate because last year coming into the season, we were looking at Dayton and St. Louis being potential top 25 teams. And for Dayton, it was just Murphy's law that hit them. They had all sorts of injuries. So I, while they were a disappointment, it's a little bit forgivable. I thought that St. Louis was a big giant flop. And now with them losing Yuri Collins, I think that this is one of the just programs in general over the last few years of college basketball that has been one of the biggest true disappointments because it's not really a case of injury or anything that hurt them the last two years, certainly when they lost Javante Perkins a couple seasons ago that hurt them. But in the last two years, it's just been them failing to deliver. Yeah, I mean, last year was, was, was the big one for them because they had all of those seniors, they have plenty of depth, and they have the top passer in the country, as you mentioned, Yuri Collins. And it just didn't work. And now it's basically Gibson Jimerson and a bunch of role players that they're hoping to be able to elevate. Travis Ford ha- has sort of overachieved with some rosters and underachieved with others. In this case, he's going to have to overachieve next year. And if not, they could be in the bottom six spots and have to play in the first round of the tournament. And if that happens, the program may have to go in a different direction because once they lose Jimerson, then it's truly going to be a complete rebuild for them. I mean, man, it has been rough for them to say the least. That is going to be a very interesting conference preview when we do it in the ne- within the next few days. As joining me on the show, we do have Tristan Freeman. He does absolutely tremendous work over at Boston Brackets. And then the other big thing that we've seen in college basketball over the last few days 
Arthur Kaluma, he decided that he was going to be going to Kansas State. And for Kansas State, they do lose quite a bit from that roster from last year where they were able to make the Elite Eight. But I think that they've done a good job of being able to rebuild, bringing in Tyler Perry and bringing in Arthur Kaluma to replace Marquise Noel along with Keontae Johnson. Are they the same? No. But I do think that for Kansas State, they're still going to be a very viable team in the Big 12. I think that you've got one heck of a coaching staff with what Jerome Tang has been able to do. What is your overall outlook on Kansas State? Because I was worried about them at the beginning of the offseason, but bringing in Perry along with Kaluma late have been two very good additions, much like what they did last offseason. They've done a lot of their work in the portal towards back half of this offseason. Yeah, it's another late run of pickups for Coach Jerome Tang after missing out on Max Aismas and a couple other targets. It'll be interesting to see if they can land Paul Mulcahy because they're reportedly in the mix and land him as well. If they get him to pair with Tyler Perry, that's going to be a game changer in the Big 12. So we may have to hold off on, on our thoughts about Kansas State. I think that they should be okay for now and what should be a tougher Big 12, but they still have one more poten- uh, potential ad to get, and if you can get him, then all of a sudden we're, we're going to be talking about them easily being ranked to start next year. I do think that with Kansas State, they're still going to be very formidable in a Big 12 that is going to be locked and loaded. Now you've got Houston coming in. I recognize that BYU and Central Florida have not necessarily been NCAA tournament teams in recent years, but I like what they've done in the portal. Obviously, you've got that team by the name of Kansas, and, well, they've done a very good job, but, they have done quite as good of a job as you do all off-season long, Tristan. You do an absolutely incredible job taking a look at this sport that we all know and love. Let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, you can find me at Hoopsnut351 on Twitter. You can also follow at Bustin Brackets for the latest college basketball news. We'll be rounding up the transfer portal. And then we're going to start taking a look at all the incoming freshmen and transfers and trying to make sense with all these new rosters for next season. And Tristan does a great job taking a look at this great game that we know and love. And every single time he joins this podcast, does a tremendous job lending his insights. So, big thanks to Tristan for joining me on Coast Coast Soups, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at Jaden underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. They mean does not matter. As per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. As I said up top, conference previews, they are going to be coming sooner rather than later. My hope is to have three done within the next, I will call it eight to nine days. So we're getting you guys set there. And I'm with you guys every single day on this podcast here in the offseason, looking at all the news and notes and doing a conference preview for all 32 of these conferences. Once we do that, we're going to be set for the season and I'm going to give you guys picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I do appreciate you tuning in today and I'll catch you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.